Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the OVW. I am the walrus, Brian Hines. And I am Jack Minokes, and I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. How was, uh, how was your week, Brian? It was good. I uh, didn't really uh, do a whole heck of a lot this weekend. I went uh, on a hunt for a special screwdriver so I could crack open my Nintendo games and give them a good cleaning so I could use the new Nintendo that I got last week when I was out and about. Is this like a reproduction or is this like a brand new in-the-box vintage Nintendo? It wasn't in the box. I was at a Goodwill and I saw uh, one behind the counter. I was just about ready to leave and I Remember that they usually keep the good stuff behind the counter, and there it was, and I couldn't just leave it. I mean, I still have mine from when I was a kid, but you never know when you might need another one because yours doesn't work. And you're not going to see them. They're not making any more of them, baby, so pick them up while you see them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, mine, my, my week, I wish I had something, uh, uh, some sort of important story to regale the listeners and you with, but I don't. It was more of the same. <laughs> Watched a little bit of wrestling, worked a little bit too much, didn't sleep enough. All of the normal stuff. All work and no play makes Jackman a dull boy. That is, <laughs> that is, I trust me, I am feeling that, I'm feeling more and more dull every single day of my life. So you, uh, you've got that one right. Ah, sharp as attack. So we went, we had the, the opportunity, the great opportunity to go see OVW's The Big One this past Thursday, August 10th. Yes, we sure did. Had a wonderful time. Oh my goodness. What a like a great night. I've seen a ton of great wrestling in the Davis Arena. This one is definitely marquee for me. The crowd was on point the entire night. The wrestling was on point. Everyone walked through that curtain with someone something to prove and every single person did it win, loss uh, or otherwise. Every every single person that we saw, every wrestler we saw that night was phenomenal. Everyone knew that this was going to be their opportunity to really make a name for themselves um, at the big one. Yeah, there's a reason why they call it the big one, because it was just a really, really good card, top to bottom. All the matches were great. The wedding, well, that was entertaining as well, but uh, didn't go as they thought it might. Certainly didn't go as I had hoped, but was very entertaining. (laughs) Oh, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, and also I, I kind of love this trend that's happening in wrestling um, at a national level and that it's working its way down to a local or regional level where we're going to go out on our normal day throughout the week, what would usually be our normal show, and we're going to go put on a pay-per-view quality card. And that's exactly what OVW was able to do this past Thursday at the big one. Every single match was fantastic. Everyone knew that they were there um, to work to the best of their abilities. And they certainly did. Every match, every wrestler, every heel, every face put on a spectacular performance. And even even though maybe some of the stuff didn't happen uh, physically, one of the great things that happened at the top of the show was the much-anticipated wedding between referee Aaron Grider and Freya the Slayer, former OVW heavyweight champ, It doesn't, wrestling doesn't always have to take place inside of a match for everyone to be put in a really prominent position. And that's what happened during this wedding. Um, I'll kind of run it down a little bit. Um, We have the return of a former OVW personality who is um, officiating the wedding. 
I, I would like to say my uncle said something really, really mean about him once. I'm not going to repeat it out loud, but I just want you to know it's floating out there. I won't, I won't ever forget it. That'll be the first thing I see about, or I think about that guy every single time I see him. Um, we have this beautiful procession, this beautiful ceremony. We have uh, Aaron Grider's wonderful mother sitting ringside. We have she was. Um, we have a wedding singer who who lifted us up by song and put us in the mood to see two people, two crazy kids exchange vows. Um, Aaron Grider, his groomsmen are other members of the OVW roster. Freya the Slayers. Uh, bridesmaids come out. They all look beautiful. They're women. Uh, they're members of the women's OVW roster. And then you see the bride. And you see the groom looking at her. And you can tell. He's in love. He's in love. Freya looks beautiful. She's very excited. She's, uh, they're exchanging vows. I would like to say something while we're talking about the exchanging of vows. Um, to like the four dudes in the OVW crowd who are trying to get themselves over with the what chant, stop. There's nothing worse than a couple members of the crowd trying to get themselves over. You paid to see a ticket. You're not part of the show. The what chant is obnoxious. I think in wrestling in general, and probably more so in the OVW arena, we got to get rid of the what chant. As fans, we've got to... Uh, We've got to police ourselves a little bit better. The what chant is probably the most obnoxious thing in wrestling, period. Yeah, Just going to put it, that out there. It has been for a while. Uh, it drives me nuts if you're watching TV and somebody's trying to, you know, say their piece, get their point across, however you want to slice it, and every other word, the crowd chants what? Well, and I also would like to point out that there's a lot worse promos on the OVW um, there's a lot of worse promos on the OVW roster. For some reason, there's a group of like four dudes who really like to do it when a woman is on microphone. You guys can dissect that for yourself. I'm just going to leave that one right on the table. You guys can dissect that one for yourself. But to you four dudes, if you ever happen to listen, stop with the what chance. I'm tired of it. We're tired of wrestling fans of it. And it has no place in the OVW arena. These people are putting their life on the line for you every single week. And you could just be a little bit more appreciative. That's all. Yeah, and I don't think that's too much to ask. So we get into the wedding. Dear Aaron Grider and Dear Freya the Slayer are exchanging vows. Before they even get into the vows, he sang to her. I forgot about this. He sure did. He and sang to her. And uh, I'm going to put it up there with like Sinatra. He's her big dictionary. He's right. her big dictionary. Yeah, I'm going to put it up there with Sinatra, Dean Martin. Old blue eyes, huh? Um, yeah, uh, Pavarotti, just a really moving um, musical piece. His friends are all there to support him. His poor mother's there to support him. They're yeah. about to tie the knot. The rings are about to be exchanged. And what happens, Brian? An interruption. Somebody shows up and they object when it's time to speak now or forever hold your peace. Somebody decided that they couldn't hold their peace and they needed to speak now. And if we have the name of that correctly, um, I went back and tried to listen to it a couple of times. Her name is Katie that first interrupted. Yes. Um, she insists that her and Aaron Grider have been involved while he was involved with Freya the Slayer. 
Freya says, I don't care, Aaron, because I love you. I, she's lying. I don't care. And even if she's telling the truth, I still love you. We're about to exchange the rings. And then, Brian, what happens? There's another objection. And this time, she's saying that she and Aaron have three kids together that were unbeknownst to Freya the Slayer. And I believe her name was uh, Lacey Strauss. Yes. We have that correctly. That's right. Three kids. Freya the Slayer says, I don't care. They're both lying. They're both lying. And even if they're not, Aaron, I love you. And then Brian, what happens? Oh, gosh. Uh, So one of the other bridesmaids says that Aaron has been telling her that he loves her and wants to be with her. And run away with her. Run away with her. And then another one of the bridesmaids says, we know Aaron loves to eat cake. And then another one of the bridesmaids makes accusations against Aaron Grider. This whole wedding, unfortunately has gone completely off the rails. That wedding train did go off the rails. And, and there's only one thing left to do. A little bit of girl power. Let's pick Aaron Grider up. Let's choke slam him through this wedding cake. And let's turn Freya the Slayer from somebody that a group of dudes wanted to what five minutes ago into somebody that everyone in the crowd, including those group of four dudes who wanted to what her, was cheering for, going absolutely crazy for by the end of the segment. Yes, absolutely. She got fed up, and rightly so. All of these objections on her big day, their big day, she thought that they were going to ride off into the sunset, and all these women show up, and it's like he was just not who she thought he was. We all, we all were shocked to find out that Aaron Grider, uh, you know, gets around. Um, yeah, apparently, according to them, he was pulling more tail than a three-year-old at a petting zoo. That's, he, was, he was doing at least that. He was doing at least that, my friend. Um, my, the thing I'm looking forward to next week or next time Freya is around uh, the OVW audience is how she gets received Um, There was not a single person in the Davis Arena that evening that wasn't completely on her side, and I hope that that goodwill carries over into the coming weeks on the OVW television program. After that, we see that Doug Basham was jumped by the Easton villain Josh Ashcraft prior to his match where he would be teaming with the Outrunners against Josh Josh Ashcraft's Destroyers. Destroyers. Um, We were told it was in a parking lot. That was a lie. I have never seen a parking lot that looked so much like a locker room but what do i know i've never been in the back uh hallways of the ovw arena so maybe that is just where they park it was the parking area for the segway it was that yeah. mr pectacular used. i think it was i think i did happen to see it over in the quarter um josh ashcraft of course one of the slimiest villains going in uh ovw right now is going to take every advantage for his team and took advantage of Doug Basham in that uh, segment, that locker room or parking lot segment. Not only that, but he gave the outrunners the double, that's my purse, I don't know you. He pulled a a page straight out of Bobby Hill's book. And uh, shout out to the 
upcoming King of the Hill reunion. But no, he Josh Ashcraft during the Outrunners versus Destroyers match absolutely took every single opportunity to put his team at a massive advantage. It turned out that nothing that he did was enough. Doug Basham comes out to make the save for the Outrunners. The Outrunners take the victory. That is just as a reminder, if you've listened to our prediction podcast, I want you to remember what we said because we were 100% correct. That was the first match of the night that we were correct on. Yes, we went through and did our predictions for every single match on the big one, and uh, we were five for five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, after that, there's a vignette. After that match, there's a vignette between EC3 and Mr. Pectacular. Mr. Pectacular assumed up until the end of last week's television show that he was the ipso facto leader of the faction. He found out that whenever EC3 comes back into town, that EC3 does whatever he wants. They form a sort of uh, uneasy alliance, but you can tell that there's something right beneath the surface that is not congealing. There was definitely tension that was boiling underneath, and that was one of the things that we didn't see during the live show. And that's one thing that I like about going to see a live show that will be part of a broadcast later. You get the experience of the live show, Mm -hmm. but then when you go home and watch it, because maybe you missed something, maybe you want to see yourself on camera, maybe there was a a street fight in your row, um, you always see more when you go back and watch the program because that's the full story. And this was one of the parts that we didn't see. Because it it wasn't on the the video at Historic Davis Arena. So I didn't know about any of this until I went back and watched later. But yes, there was definitely some discourse between EC3 and Mr. Pectacular. After that vignette, there is a match for the Country Boy Brewing Kentucky Heavyweight Championship. Crixus, the former... Uh, champion holder of that title who had lost it in previous weeks to superior Tony Evans uh, cashed in his rematch clause and came out with uh, on the evening with a win reclaimed his championship Uh, we had that one called as well Uh, really intense match really 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 hard-hitting match Uh, fast moving but never too fast I thought that uh, there was enough breathing room, but it also moved quickly enough that you never got bored. Um, Crixus won. We love Crixus. Beat the tar uh, off of Superior Tony Evans, no matter how much Superior Tony Evans tried to undercut Crixus and his valiant effort. I was so glad to see Crixus come out and get the win on this one, Uh, especially after, was it last week when uh, Tony Evans came out dressed as Crixus and yeah. did that horrible, horrible accent? Really, really took the piss out of him for to to an immense degree, to a degree that I found downright disrespectful. Yeah. After that match, there's a backstage vignette where a returning Ryan Von Rocket uh, used to be known as Ryan Howe in OVW. He's a former heavyweight championship, uh, former heavyweight championship holder at OVW. Uh, he is back with his kind of over-the-top 80s British wave, new wave of hair metal or British British new wave of metal uh, um, gimmick 
this just really if we thought that superior tony evans uh accent was bad then we heard ryan von rockets uh he sees the two young women who interrupt who first interrupted aaron grider's wedding from earlier yes lacey strauss and katie omg and uh invites them I've read a lot of rock and roll stories. I don't want to assume where he invited them. I have a couple of guesses, but I feel like in the coming weeks, we will see the triumvirate of a returning Ryan Von Rocket, uh, formerly known as Ryan Howe, and Lacey Strauss and Katie OMG. I'm sure they probably all went out for a, a nice ice cream or maybe a, a, a prayer meeting. They He tried to give them a cone of some sort, I'm sure, at some point in the night. Uh, Chalance Royale and Hollywood Haley J's match was up next. Um, Hollywood Haley J cashing in her rematch clause against Chalance. Or, no, I'm sorry, Chalance. I have that backwards. Chalance cashing in her rematch clause against Hollywood Haley J. Hollywood Haley J, the holder of the title at the time of the bell. Um, I will say that. It's impossible to not like a big like plunder match, like a tables, ladders, and chairs match that the main event of the big one was. But as far as what I would consider match of the night, I'm going with Chalance and Hollywood Haley J. It was very, very apparent uh, that they knew they had kind of gotten placed in what in wrestling is known sometimes as the death slot, and they refused to let that be the story of the match uh their match that night it was very very physical very very fast paced i think that there was a couple of times where they hit each other a little harder than the other one had expected yeah seeing it live it seemed as though that were the case yes and both of them were very quick with a receipt i might be wrong about that i don't ever want to be the type of fan who reads too much into a physical match maybe that's just what they were working with but from my humble opinion there was a couple of times where those two girls um, just got a little too aggressive with each other and were very quick to let the other one know that that's not how that match is going to fly. And honestly, that kind of tension, you could feel it. You could see it on television. It translates on the TV. And it's it, it at least in person, being just six feet or seven feet away from it, made, made it very, very entertaining for me. Hollywood Haley J retains the OVW Women's Heavyweight title. Yes, the fighting siren uh, came up short, and uh, Hollywood Haley J is still the reigning women's champion. Well, and Hollywood Haley J also um, made me uh, give her like a high five on the way out. <laughs> so, because I try not to, when they're in their zone, I don't want to be in the zone. And she just says, high five me. Gotcha, girl. Don't worry. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm not, not after the way I saw you. Uh, drag Chalance Royale all around that ring. I'm not going to ever, ever. No. Somebody administers a beat down like that, and then they tell you that they want a high five. They're getting They're that getting high that five. high five. I'll give you two. We'll do the, we'll do the both of them way up. We'll give you the high ten. Um, you tell yeah. me. We'll do whatever you want. Cause... High five, hang ten, finger guns, whatever. Whatever yeah. you like. Yeah. Uh, so because of the scope of the big one, a lot of there wasn't very much on the card, not like a normal OVW card where you might walk in to see eight to ten matches in a night. Because of the scope of the big one, because it is a ten man uh, tables, ladders, and chairs match that cannot officially begin until all ten men are in the ring. Uh, 
uh, a majority of the evening was spent watching that match, which is not something to complain about at all. No, not at all. It was an exceptional match. It was, it, it, you could feel the anticipation in the air. There was electric in the crowd that night. I was super excited to see it because it was going to be a war. It was going to be a war between OVW and the faction. And they were just going to have it out two people at a time. And then every two minutes, somebody else was going to come in. And till the last man enters the ring, and then the match really starts. But until then, and even after the bell rings to start the match, anything goes. Mm-hmm. There is a ton of plunder. Luscious Lawrence had one of the biggest uh table or ladder dives that I've ever seen in my life. He had to have been, oh gosh, 13 or 14 feet off of the ground uh, whenever he made his Oh, easy, and that was right in front of us. I've never been that close to uh, a ladder dive like that. And it's like, wow, that really is scary. He really is high up there. And he took out all those guys. Yes, ton of tables uh, being broken both inside and outside of the ring. A kendo stick was introduced at one point until Cashflow took the ring and broke it right in half before it got used to nefarious means. Um, Cal Hero starts the match. I love Cal Hero. I thought that this was a great place for him to be the person that was in the ring the longest. I could tell by the end of the match, Team OVW appreciated his effort when three of them held the rope uh, so that he could walk out of it without going through it himself, holding the rope himself. Um, you could just tell the admiration that he walked away with Team OVW or from Team OVW by the end of that match. Um, the thing that stuck out about Cal Hero in that match for me was he nearly put uh, Luke Curtis through that chair. Oh, he had yeah. that chair between the ropes and the corner, and you know somebody's going to hit it. And Hero almost hit it. Uh, Curtis almost hit it. And then... Curtis hit it and sent that chair flying. It almost went into the the crowd, which is ironic because he's a little string bean. I don't really, I don't really get the appeal of that guy very much. Um, I, especially with all these other kind of killers in the faction, Luke Curtis seems to be like he might be the weak link. But we found out, uh, you know, ne- not necessarily the rest of the faction looks at him that way. They see him as a true asset. Um. EC3 enters the ring. Uh, once EC3 enters the ring, the, the match kind of changes. I think that it starts to go into a really, really fast-paced match. When you have a true veteran like that, not to step on Jack Vaughn's gimmick, when you have a true oh, no. veteran like EC3. Um, not the veteran. Not, but a veteran, a, yes. Somebody who is a bit longer in the tooth as far as their career, career goes. But the, the match really, really was able to ramp up to 11 when EC3 hit the ring. Um, Not only does the guy look great, he looks better possibly than he ever has, um, either in his time in WWE or Impact, but his knowledge of having uh, maybe a few more matches under his belt than his teammates was very, very evident in the way that he was able to control the match and put his teammates in the faction in uh, moments of opportunity. It seemed to be uh, directing traffic out there for quite a bit of the match because 
uh, most of the faction was already out there. The only person that wasn't out there was Mr. Pectacular, who was the last man to come in for the faction. He was their last team member. He rolls out on his customary Segway. He putt-putts around the ring for maybe, I don't know, three or four laps, <laughs> what it felt like. Um, obviously, he felt like he was a little too pretty. Um, maybe had a little bit too much confidence in his teammates that they would be able to finish the job without him and he could escape the night unscathed. That didn't happen. He ends up getting hit with his own Segway. Um, first time I've ever seen an electric vehicle used as a weapon in a wrestling match. Probably not the last time. Probably not, no. What with the rise of electric cars and all? Yeah, I mean... If there's another parking lot brawl, I'm sure somebody's going to be... Uh, you know, get hit by a Tesla or a Spark or something. I could see um, someone like Orange Cassidy doing the old school uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin thing, but rolling in in a Prius instead of like a beer Zamboni yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, definitely. We're we're in the era of electric vehicle attacks and wrestling on all levels. Um, the there's there's just a ton of plunder. There's almost too much to even describe here. Um, you'll definitely have to go back and watch it on YouTube or on Fight TV to get the full experience. I mean, even sitting in the uh, crowd, it was impossible for us to get the full experience because there was so much going on in that match. Yeah, I mean, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. It was mass hysteria. The heroes of Team OVW end up pulling out the victory. It's a hard-fought win, another Something that makes us look real smart and like we know what we were talking about because we uh, predicted that match correctly. Well, that that's true, but right before the end of that match, EC3 uh, yes. pushed uh, Mr. Pectacular into harm's way, which I didn't pick up on watching it as a spectator at Historic Davis Arena. I was just there for the action and just trying to take it all in, but going back and watching it at home, that was a key element of the storytelling this week that I didn't pick up on while we were there Thursday night, which that amplifies the vignette from earlier between EC3 mm -hmm. and Pectacular. Mm -hmm. So that lead me, leads me to believe, or I guess leads me to wonder, what is going to happen with the faction? Is this going to be like some kind of big split where, um, you know, some people are going to cast off the shoe and the other ones are going to follow the gourd if you're a life of brian fan uh i actually just found out today that george harrison paid for the life of brian did he you did. know that i did, did not know that until today um i guess led zeppelin had paid for monty uh monty python holy grail yeah. and george harrison paid for life that of is, brian that is correct um both of them big fans there was a couple of questions that we had going into on on that note about the future of the faction. I, I'm I'm also curious. I wonder if this is the end of the faction. If it is, it's definitely not the end of EC3 oh, no. and Mr. Spectacular. No, um, I, I can see a a big showdown between the two at some point. Maybe they'll smooth things over, and uh, everybody will get along, and then they'll just continue rolling business as usual. But, but in the wrestling world, these things. Don't often work out like that. It's wrestling, man. We're not they're not gonna get along for too long. Yeah. Wrestling's real. People are fake. Wrestling is real and people are people are phonies, to quote my least favorite fictional character of all time, Holden Caulfield. Um, a couple of things that going into the big one we had questions about was it seemed like the faction was going to be a solid five man team. 
till EC3 came up. EC3 ended up taking Adam Revolver's place inside of the big one. Adam Revolver, at a, at a later part in the match, uh, comes down to try to give the faction an advantage. He is stopped by a reappearing Hisaia. Hisaia has got a pretty decent name for himself in regional wrestling and has a long history with cash flow when they were members of the Legacy of Brutality together. So it was great to see someone, a friendly face, come in, defend his home, defend his friend, and looking forward to see what he's able to do now that he's going to seemingly be a more regular part of OVW television again. If you haven't had the chance to see Isaiah, he's very easy to find on YouTube. He's really tall. He's really athletic. He's got a, um, a great skill set and is a really genuinely nice guy. Um, I can remember whenever he was playing a bad guy and he uh, he would kind of look around when kids would ask for his picture and kind of look around because I don't think he wanted to admit that he had a soft heart and always, always, always take the picture with the kid. It was Aww, really, yeah. That's I, awesome. Not, Even if you still want to be out there and be the biggest heel and, and still be like, yeah, okay, if, you well, want a picture? Let's do a picture. And he showed his true colors by coming to help Team OVW protect the place that he loved, that he has experience in, and that he uh, protect his friends. It's nice to see Isaiah back. Looking forward to seeing what Isaiah is going to be able to do um, now that he's seemingly going to be back on television. I had I didn't even know who that was. I mean, he was only in there for a second. Like as a as a fan being at this event. Lights go out. That's when, you know, the confusion, what's mm-hmm. going on. You know somebody's coming out. I was really, really hoping that it was going to be OVW heavyweight champ, the veteran Jack Vaughn. And I I didn't see him. I was really hoping he would be the third man in the Outrunners match because it looked as though Doug Basham was just out of commission for the night. And it wasn't. He wasn't there. So that begs the question, where is Jack Vaughn? If I had to guess, Jack Vaughn, given his ring knowledge, his knowledge of the game, how long he's been around, considering the fact that he is not a veteran but the veteran, I think he's smart enough to stay away from cash flow right now. I think he knows that if he's in the direct vicinity of cash flow at any uh, point, no matter if he's uh, – no matter if he's distracted by nine other people in the same ring as him, there's only going to be one person that he pays attention to once he sees that OVW heavyweight title, and it's going to be Jack Vaughn. So if Jack Vaughn wants to continue to defend this title, if he wants to have a long reign with it, I think he knows to steer clear of cash flow, even if he is just trying to offer a helping hand. Well, I mean, he didn't have a match. We talked about that last week. He's a very busy man. He's the OVW heavyweight champ. Maybe he was um, cutting down trees. Maybe he's a lumberjack and he's okay. I don't know. Maybe he was out having a nice medium steak. It's anybody's guess. Oh, he's going. You know he's going extra bloody rare. Whenever you have I the have title. I have it on good authority that he's a <laughs> medium steak guy. I, I, will, I will defer to you until, uh, until I can come up with uh, something to the contrary. All right, fine. fair enough. So Team OVW wins. Cal Hero goes the distance. I knew he would. Cal, I love you. He gave me two thumbs up as he was coming through, uh, coming through the ropes. That that meant the world to me. I felt 
felt like I had just gotten um, fist bumped by an angel. Cal Hero giving me two thumbs up. Hey, that's awesome. Good. For you. I know he's your favorite. <laughs> I'm being a little dramatic, of course. But no, it was a hard-fought match. The fact that he had the energy to even give two thumbs up by the end of it was amazing after spending 45 minutes in a ring with uh, nine other people. So looking ahead to this Thursday, what are we going to see when we tune in to Fight TV? What are we going to see on uh, the OVW this week? Um, if I had to guess, I, I have a feeling that we will hear from Jack Vaughn this week. Um, it's not very often that OVW will leave their title off of the television screen. Um, I think that Jack Vaughn will have a little bit more of an opportunity to explain where he wants to go, what he wants to do with the title, and what he's going to end up doing with the title. I have a feeling we'll see a whole new set of competitors and set of storylines that will be set up um, throughout all of our usual characters. I'd, I bet that we'll see Holly Haley J's next competitor. Um, we'll probably see what the faction make a decision on whether or not they're going to stay together. Well, based on the big one, I'm sure that we will probably hear mm-hmm. more about Ryan Von Rocket. Yes. Um, yes. I believe... Layla Gray is going to take on Harley Jane in a singles competition. Um, Cash Flow and Tony Gunn are going to go after the Destroyers. Okay, yeah, that'll be a great match. And who knows what exciting goings-on are going to be coming to us this Thursday. I can't wait. That's why we, that's why we tune in. That's why we try to go when we can. Um, OVW premieres every Thursday night live on the Fight TV app at 7 p.m. It's the easiest way to watch it. It is free. If you're here in Lexington, it is on the antenna, 27.2, the CW. I know it's also um, in Louisville on their broadcast television as well. Tons and tons of ways. There's a OVW YouTube channel. Tons of ways to watch OVW, whether it's live or in retrospect. Um, and... It's always a lot of fun. And no better time to get invested now than after an event like the big one because everything that you see now will be in the lead-up to the next huge blowout event that OVW will have. Absolutely. And while we have a minute, I would like to uh, do a segment that I like to call Heinz Ketchup. Okay. uh, Where we go back and talk about things that we have previously talked about either the last episode or the episode before uh did you happen to speak to your mom about the jerry lawler andy kaufman feud did she have anything to say did she say whether or not she got to see the slap heard around the world on letterman back in the day i have not gotten the chance to talk to her about it yet she did say that she's caught up on the podcast and that even though she doesn't know anything about what's going on she thinks that we sound very professional which is Aww. nice um, Thanks, I, Jackman's mom. I haven't uh, paid the phone bill yet, so I'm kind of trying to avoid her so that we don't have to have that conversation. <laughs> so as soon as, uh, as soon as I get the phone bill caught up, um, I will definitely reach out to her uh, and ask her about her time watching Memphis and her time watching what I, I assume, based on the time period, is the ICW, the old PAFO um, promotion out of Lexington. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I wanted to take a second and uh, make mention that uh, we got our very first review on iTunes. Somebody by the name of Chicken Nugget 
took a minute. Chicken Nugget Mugger. It's I don't think the whole name. I think the name is cut off because it just says Chicken Nugget Mur, like yeah. murderer. Okay, yeah, maybe something like that. But I I might I might I might. Logan, I love you, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> so this is a friend of yours. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you, Logan, aka Chicken Nugget Murderer, for the kind words and listening to our podcast, and uh, that really means a lot. We haven't been doing this very long, but to just know that somebody listened to us rambling about wrestling and all the things that we do, and uh, they got a kick out of it and took a second to you know give us some words of encouragement that means the world to me and and to jackman as well so thank you so very much and friend relative countryman classmate countryman lend me your ears co-worker otherwise we're on all the social medias everywhere we're on all of your favorite podcast apps oh yeah we're we're in more new places every single day stop by give us a listen give us a follow uh, I know that in this day and age, in 2023, it is so annoying to hear every content creator that you expose uh, expose yourself to. Well, no, let me rephrase that: are exposed to beg you for likes and beg you for reviews and beg you for subscriptions. But especially for a really small podcast like us, trying to get off the ground, we've had a great amount of feedback so far. We love the amount of feedback that we're getting, but it is, cannot be. Um, understated how much it is so helpful to us especially at this age of age in our podcast to get those likes get those subscriptions get those reviews i know in 2023 that's the last thing you want to hear another straight white guy say but like subscribe we're everywhere please it helps out so much yeah, and I 100% agree with that that's why i purposefully have not said those things because it, you know, that's the buzz. Everybody says that. And granted, it goes with the territory, but I figure if you and I do something that's entertaining enough or creative enough, we won't have to say those things because right. people will just be like, oh, my God, did right. you hear Jackman and Brian? They but, were great this week. But for right now, it would help us so much. Oh, until sure. I'm not going to lie. Until we get really good at this. You know, two or three weeks from now, it would help us. It would help us so much. For just 50 cents a day, the price of a cup of coffee, you could give us a like or a review on Facebook. Um, there's one thing okay. in, that I would like to say, too, at the end. Um, there's a uh, podcast that I've been listening to called Our Fake History. Um, if you like a kind of a more... Um, intellectual approach to wrestling this might be perfect for you they cover a ton of of uh, different historical pop culture myths and truths and half truths but the last three episodes that they've put out have been called has wrestling ever been real and as far as just like an intellectual take on wrestling and a really well thought out and researched take on the history of wrestling not just wrestling on television but wrestling prior to television um if that sounds like your thing give it a listen i i i like i don't know those guys from tom dick and harry but like i just want to kind of give at the end of every episode maybe something that i've been reading or something that i've been listening to that's wrestling related and that's what i've been spending my last couple of days on is, is listening to that podcast and it's really well done thanks for uh letting me know about that maybe uh send me a, a link to that 
Yeah, and we might Send even be able to later. put a link in the show description or something. We'll see about doing that. We'll oh, that about. sounds nice. Um, that wraps it up for this week's episode of the OVW Podcast. Before we go, uh, good luck, Big E. I hope to see you back in the ring yes. sometime. Yes. Rest in peace, Dale Gribble. Yes. On behalf of the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, I'm B. Hines. And I am Jackman Oaks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. See you next time. The OVW Podcast is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Our editor is Malachi Woodard. Our executive producer is Tiny, Brian K. Woodard. Be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts and rate us five stars on iTunes.